Buenos dias! Welcome to another Daily Devotion. I'm your host once again, El Padre. I'm back in uh, the minivan, if you can't tell, because you're blind, maybe. Or maybe you're just listening on the podcast. But either way, welcome. Today, we are going to be in Hebrews chapter 6. This is... Uh, a wonderful and a wonderfully divisive chapter, depending on how you interpret it. So let's uh, let's jump on in. If you haven't read it already, please go ahead and do so, uh, and then come back. So um, I'm going. Uh, we're going to start here in verse one, uh, and I want you to recognize before we we jump in. If you didn't read yesterday's chapter probably going to miss uh today's like some of what we're talking about today because they actually go together so we might need to rewind a teeny weeny bit uh and recognize that from verses 11 to 14 of chapter 5 uh the author of hebrews is actually talking about the importance of maturity and one of the things he says that a mature person can be um, a way to recognize that they're mature is that their senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. Uh, it, it's kind of funny because yesterday was uh, Reformation Day, uh, Halloween here in, in the United States, but worldwide it's reformation day and so this is the day that martin luther uh the catholic um theologian and scholar basically took a 95 theses and nailed that to uh one of the catholic church doors uh, basically inviting people to, to come and debate him on the topics at hand uh, one of the things that I think is is interesting is this created a, a, just a giant uproar within the whole world. Uh, the church throughout Christendom changed dramatically because of this one man's uh, decision. And so uh, we watched this video on it, and then after that, one of the videos on King Henry the Eighth, I think, is who it was. Uh, who ended up starting what I think is now called the Anglican Church, but basically started his own church because uh, he wanted to get divorced, wasn't happy that the Catholic Church wouldn't endorse it. Uh, the guy basically goes nuts because he's full of pride. And uh, it, it's just kind of funny because, like, this guy... Well, it's not funny that he does this. You'll see why it's funny. Uh, so he just starts, like, for no reason, he starts killing people, kills uh, his mom, um, ends up, like, killing some of his wives, ends up, like, just beheading heading people like crazy, calling treason everywhere. Um, and so in this little cartoon, um, one of the things that uh, when we were reading Hebrews chapter 5, my kids were laughing around the table because uh they could recognize that that king didn't know the difference between good and evil and he interprets good and evil through his own lens he is the determiner of good and evil and my kids uh, and us like our whole family the way we determine what is good and evil is based on scripture we don't get to make up our own rules for it and so 
it was just funny because my son Gideon in particular was like, ha 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 ha, I'm more mature than that king. Uh, and so today as we lead into chapter six, this is the topic at hand. It's, it's maturity. It's the ability to determine uh, good versus evil. It's, uh, it's important for the believer to not just be mature, but to be maturing. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teaching about Christ and go on to maturity. Uh, I think it's interesting here. So the, the word Christ, um, it's the, the Greek word for Messiah. Uh, the author here of Hebrews is, is basically saying, let's leave the elementary teaching. Uh, when we think of elementary, we think of elementary schools. Uh, this is something that is basic. This is something that is foundational. Uh, everything that we know and believe uh, is rooted in something that you learn in your elementary years. And so if your elementary uh, teachings aren't solid, if they're not foundational, you have no, no structure to build your life upon. And so it's the same way in faith. Uh, and so you, the, the elementary teachings are going to be listed here uh, in the next couple of verses. And so we're going to spend a lot of our time discussing these things uh, and seeing kind of where we are. Um, and so first off, you know, in, in the introductory video, Pastor Dan talked about how, um, you know, this is a letter that was written specifically to Jewish Christians and not just Jewish Christians, but Jews in general. And so he's using this term Christ because he's wanting them to recognize that one of the most foundational uh, teachings in, in the church that leads to any kind of growth, any kind of maturity, is the recognition that Jesus was the Messiah. Uh, so let us leave the elementary teaching about Christ. He's talking about Jesus here because the whole beginning part of chapter five, everything in chapters one through four, it's all about how Jesus is superior. Uh, Jesus was a better priest. Jesus is better at everything. Uh, and so the foundational teaching about Christ and go on to maturity. Uh, today, I want to take you and challenge you to go on to maturity in the same way that the author of Hebrews is, I'm challenging you, don't continue to eat milk. Get out there, learn, grow, do the things that you are learning, process it, digest it, and then uh, continue to do so. Do it again, repeat. Uh, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works. It's interesting because uh, sometimes in the book of Acts, you see them call people to repent of their sins. And other times you see there's a call to repent from dead works. People who think that they get their righteousness from their works need to repent of their dead works. Uh, their dead works meaning um, you on your own doing good works doesn't ever produce fruit, uh, especially not eternal life. And so it's faith in Jesus alone, uh, Jesus the Messiah alone, that's what produces fruit. That's what produces eternal life. John the Baptist said, produce fruit in keeping with repentance in the book of Matthew. And then Jesus said, uh, to repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. 
And so we see both of these these different people who are considered uh, monumental in, in the church, monumental in, in, in faith, uh, in our faith, um, who are calling us to repent. Uh, and the author here of Hebrews is saying to repent of dead works, meaning like don't do works in an effort to get saved. Uh, that is foundational. It is not your works that save you. It is uh, your, your faith in Jesus. Um, and so the next thing he says is faith in God. Uh, Jesus uh, is God. And so one of the, the tenets of the New Testament uh, is that Jesus was fully God and fully man. And so we see here that one of the things that that we have to recognize as in an effort to grow is is God. Who is God? What are the characteristics of God? And is my faith in God? If you go with me real quick, uh, I'm holding my Bible with uh, two hands. So we're going to jump over to Hebrews chapter 11 for a second. Uh, he says this in, ver in chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. It's interesting because there is proof for what is not seen, proof for what is invisible. And I think that this, this first off, like Christianity isn't an evidence-less belief system. Uh, there is evidence for it. Uh, and faith in God isn't um, this just like evidence-less uh, belief. It is faith in God. Why? Because there is evidence. There's good evidence. There's solid evidence. Uh, all creation points to uh, the intelligent design, meaning God, meaning uh, Yahweh, the creator of the universe. Faith in God is an elementary teaching. Uh, also, he goes on to say, teaching about ritual washing. Uh, there, if you have a little thing, um, uh, mine says, or about baptisms. Uh, it, that is interesting because you have a baptism of repentance and you have a baptism in Jesus' name, which is what you do when you are, are saying like, hey, I want to follow Jesus, I get baptized. Uh, and so, it, it, you know, there's so much about baptism that I think gets overlooked. Um, you know, the New Testament compares baptism to Noah and the flood. That's such an interesting thing. Why would you do that? Uh, well, because in this, the, the, the story of the flood, the things that are unrighteous are what are under the water, and the things that God considers righteous are allowed to be above it. And so it's the same thing. Like, when you come out of the water, you're righteous. Uh, there's the, the uh, comparison between Jesus. Paul makes this comparison several times where he says, you were buried uh, like Jesus in the tomb. And so uh, the life you now live in the flesh, uh, it's Jesus. It's Jesus living in you. And so uh, the, the point of a ritual washing is, is symbolic of what has and is happening in you. Uh, and so let's go on. The laying on of hands. Matt, there's so much to this. There's no way in the world we're ever going to be able to cover it all in a video. At least not just one. But essentially, um, you, you see elements of laying on of hands. Uh, it talks about the anointing. Uh, 
the, the laying on of hands passes down authority. You see, uh, the laying on of hands uh, when it comes to healing, people are, are they're told to lay their hands on on, on people uh, when they're praying for them. Uh, especially, um, you, you see, um, in the book of James, you see uh, laying on of hands, anointing with oil, uh, put together um, when they're praying for people. You see the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. It, uh, gifts are given through the laying on of hands. You see the uh, Holy Spirit is passed, uh, so to speak, uh, given to other people when they believe uh, and laying on of hands takes place. Um, and so, you, let, yeah, let's keep going because otherwise we'll be here all day, I guess. Uh, the resurrection of the dead. Man, this is foundational uh, that you will live again. Uh, when Jesus comes back, it says that the dead in Christ will rise first, but then the rest of us are going to join him. Uh, the, the dead in Christ, uh, those of us who are saved, uh, will be resurrection, resurrected. Sorry, That's why Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, anyone who comes to me will be saved. Listen, uh, you, if you are born again, will be resurrected one day and the eternal judgment eternal judgment uh listen like for people who really hate the fire and brimstone-esque sort of stuff you, you just gotta deal with it to a certain degree right like uh it's not the only thing that's but it is foundational it, it's important for us to recognize eternal judgment is going to come uh and if you are saved you don't have anything to worry about uh, you're going to be eternally judged based on the good things that you did. Uh, you, you will be saved. Uh, Jesus's uh, righteousness will be credited to you and you'll, you'll be able to stand there pure, spotless, and then you'll be judged based and then given a reward based on the good things that you did. And then everyone else is going to be judged and the bad, uh, the, the people who haven't been saved will, will go to hell. And it's, it's an unfortunate uh, reality. But the reality is they don't have to. Uh, nobody has to. You can choose to if you want. I don't recommend it, but uh, it's there. And that is foundational. Listen, if you have churches that do not teach in eternal judgment, the reality is um, they're not very mature. We'll just say that. Um, and we will do this if God permits. Uh, he is closing out this thought saying that we will teach these things if God permits. Uh, and listen, the only way uh, the permission is going to take place is if people are able to process it. And you got to leave things at a basic enough level. Uh, eating the milk, uh, you know, if they aren't starting to process a little bit heavier things like applesauce, they're never going to get to a steak. And so here we see the author of Hebrews is saying, we will do this if God permits. It's like another way of just saying like, look, we're hoping to get there. Um, so that is the conclusion of today's passage. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, our hope is uh, as, a, our, as a channel, our hope as a church, the reason we exist is to grow mature disciples. My hope is that these videos are helping you to grow into a mature disciple of Jesus Christ. Um, if it's not, you might as well just quit watching. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't subscribed to the channel already, please click the little bell. 
subscribe and you'll be notified when our videos are available. Also, if you have been following the channel for a while and would like to support us, there is a link in the description below that is uh, tax deductible. Thank you so much for joining us today. Peace out, Girl Scouts.